Okay, a good work. Want to dedicate our um, story tonight to the Shleishim of Rabbi Reichik. We started a little, started a little earlier tonight so that we could uh, all attend the Shleishim. Um, I always wondered what would happen if the Alter Rebbe would have met the Vilna Goyen. I was a child. I heard the story about the Alter Rebbe trying to meet the Vilna Goyen. According to our tradition, the Alter Rebbe went with Remendel Haradaker. Uh, to um, talk to him about his opposition to the ways of Baal Shem Tev, and the Vilna Goyen refused to meet with him. And I always wondered what would have happened if the Vilna Goyen would have met with him. It's a question that our teacher in school never allowed, never allowed what if questions. Because you have same similar rule in school for you? Yeah. Okay. But, but I actually have the answer to the question. Uh, based on another story, which I'm going to share with you tonight. Uh, but before I share with you that story, which gives the answer to that question, I want to tell you, share with you two other things. First of all, I want to tell you that... Oh, later, come in later, come later, come later, come later. First of all, I want to show you that the tradition in Briskis, the Brisk tradition, as Rabbi Soloveitchik shared with Rabbi uh, Shapiro from Miami, Langesund, that their tradition in Brisk is that the Alter Rebbe visited uh, the Vilna Goyen with Rebbe Yitzhak And the Vilna Goyen looked through the keyhole in the room and he uh, saw the holiness and the beauty and the majesty of the Alter Rebbe. And he knew that if he would meet with the Alter Rebbe, he'd be, after talking with him for two hours, he knew they were walking out together, holding hands, sharing, and spreading kisses together. That's what the tradition of brisk is. But I want to share with you the tradition of of, um, of Lubavitch about this specifically. Uh, two interesting things. First of all, uh, this wasn't the only um, time the Vilna Goyen uh, jumped out of a uh, out of a window to escape. A meeting and the Vilna Goyen was much younger. He was known already, even, even as a as a, before he was married, he was known as the Ili of Celts. And he uh, imposed on himself this uh, self imposed gullus. Many of the Tzadikim and the Goenim of Torah geniuses of past generations would wander and as some kind of penance. And he would travel with poor people and he wanted to attend the class of a great Goyen whose name was Abichil Halperin. Abichil Halperin was originally a uh, Rosh Yeshiva, head of Yeshiva in Slutsk, but everyone in Minsk wanted him to be the head of the Yeshiva there. And they, they offered him this position. They said to him that if he joins their Yeshiva, their, their city in, um, sorry, sorry for all the noise in the background, trying to turn this off. If he will move from Slutsk and he will become the, to move to Minsk, 
they will they will not only allow him to become the the uh, rabbi there, but he'll lead the Bezdin, he'll lead the Bezdin, and he'll be the head of all the yeshivas, and he accepted the position, and they made a yontif, they made a special holiday in the whole city of Minsk, when Abichil Halpern agreed to be their rabbi. And the celebration went on for seven days. For seven days, they had the celebration, and at the conclusion of the celebration, there were, in those days, there were two popular ways of studying Torah. There was a wave called Pilpul by Rabbi Yaakov Pollock. He instituted this system of Torah study that was Pilpul going back and forth and analyzing, carrot splitting, uh, an analysis of, of words of the Talmud. And there was the path of Rabbi Shalom Shachna of Lublin, who he used more of a logical approach to studying the Gemara, trying to figure out things in a more logical way, not trying to go into the details of the words and the letters. So Rebichil Halperin, when he became the head of the yeshiva, of all the yeshivas in Minsk, he would deliver a pilpul twice a year. And not everyone could come to the pilpul. He gave a pilpul once in the summer, once in the winter, and not everyone could come. Only those top, top goyim, top geniuses were allowed to come. So this 15-year-old boy, he arrives in town, with all the poor people, and he wants to attend this lecture. And they said, no, you, you're not welcome. You're not, he, he will look like a, like a homeless person. This is all that the previous ever recounted in the third volume of his memoirs. So the Vilna Goyen, at 15 years old, he wanted to attend this lecture of Rabbi Chil, but they said, you can't come. They didn't think he was anything special, but he begged and begged and begged. They still said, you can't come, but he hid anyways behind a furnace in the room. And the guy of Gil Halperin, he related a, huh? Right, the story that the story that someone said that, right. But I, it sounds like it was inside the furnace. This was, this was uh, behind the furnace. Anyways, so he, um, he attended the lecture and the Gil Halperin was trying to explain a contradiction of two places in the Talmud going back and forth, back and forth. And he didn't come to a conclusion. He had this question out of conclusion. That's that's what happened. So the Vilna Goen, he handed a paper to Rabbi Moshe, the son of Rabbi Chil, who was also a Goen in his own right, also a great Torah genius in his own right. He gave him the answer, a little paper with the answer. And as soon as Rabbi Moshe gets this letter from the Vilna Goen, this Rabbi Vilna Goen leaves. And as he leaves, another person runs in and he says, did you see who's here? The genius of Celts is here. The genius of Celts, which was what they called the Vilna Goyen as, as a child. And they're really, the, who was it? And, they, and, and when he looked at the paper, he showed it to his father. And his father was blown away because he had the answer to the question that he had asked. His, you know, his, his once a year class that he gave of the top, top geniuses. And here the, the Ilya of Celts had solved the, the, the mystery. So they, they wanted to, to find him and to honor him. They, 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 were so, they felt so embarrassed that they had shamed him, not even allowed him to attend the lecture. And they tried to find him, but they looked through all the shuls, all the synagogues, and looked through all the, the, um, the house that they had for the poor. He was gone. They figured that he was on the way to Brisk. And together with all these other poor people who are tra traveling together, they, they so Rechil and his son Ramayusha, immediately departed to Brisk to meet, to try to find the Vilna Goyen to beg his forgiveness. They met the group of four people, but the Vilna Goyen wasn't with them. And they asked these four people, did you see the Ilya of Celt? They said, we've seen him, but 
he, whenever we have a meal, he doesn't eat with us. He goes off by himself. So Michiel, this is all from the previous service writing. They saw the Ilya of Cells, they saw the Vilna Goyen, sitting, learning Torah, concentrating on top of an anthill. And the ants were biting him. And he was concentrating this Torah so much, he didn't even notice the ants biting him. Can you imagine that? So they went over to him, and Bichil said, tried to apologize to him, and he asked him, please, there's a carriage waiting for us to take us back to Minsk. We want to apologize to you. We want to give the honor that's due to you. Please come back with us to Minsk. So he argued back and went back and forth. And the Vilna Goyen realized that Rebbe was, was correct. They should accept their apology. They should go back and let them give him the due honor, the honor of Terah. And he agreed to go back to Minsk. He went back to Minsk and they put him up somewhere. And the, the Ili was very upset. The Vilna Goyen was very upset because he thought like he, he shouldn't have answered these questions. He shouldn't have announced to everyone how smart he was and, and what, what he knew. But in the middle of the night, he locked the door and he escaped from the window. The next morning, all the leaders of the town came to his door, uh, but they found the door locked. They thought he must be sleeping. They waited until he woke up, wake up and they all were gathered. Um, meanwhile, in the base Medrash, all were waiting to, get, to meet this great genius and the door didn't open. They got worried, they knocked once, twice, and the third time, and they realized after a while that the room was empty. He had he was unable to handle this honor, he didn't want to accept the honor. So he locked the door and he escaped in the middle of the night. So they made a rule from that time on in Minsk that whenever someone comes to the town, they have to find out if there are any Torah scholars among them to make sure that they always give the honor of Torah. Anyways, but they weren't satisfied with that rule. Rabbi Chiel called an urgent meeting of the top Torah scholars of that city, and they decided they're going to send a delegation of the greatest scholars to Vilna to give the genius of Seltz, the Ilya of Seltz, his due honor. Who did they send? They sent Rabbi Yisif Yitzchak, the, the son of someone who was once a uh, not situated Torah scholar, or a very ignorant Jew, whose name was Rebek of Kerpel, who was a chassid of the Baal Shem Tif, who was the uncle of the Alter Rebbe. They sent Rabbi Yisif Yitzchak, the uncle of the Alter Rebbe, together with two other Torah geniuses to meet the Vilna Goyen and to discuss Torah with him and to honor him. But the Vilna Goyen, they couldn't, wasn't there when they went there. They weren't able to meet him. And the previous ever writes that Rabbi Yisif Yitzchak, he somehow sensed that this Eloi, that this genius, was later going to be outspoken against the teachings of Al Shemta, and therefore he felt especially bad he didn't have the opportunity to meet him and talk to him because he felt that they, by meeting him and talking to him, he would have been successful in doing something at that time, even though this was before the Vilna Goyen became openly uh, against the teachings of, of the Baal Shemta and the Alter. But this is all introduction to something fascinating, mind blowing, that I wanted to share with you. The previous Rebbe writes, there was a chassid whose name was Amarchei Babroisk. He was the son-in-law of the top of the Bezin, the Av Bezin, the head of the Jewish court in Vilna. Head of the Jewish court in Vilna's name was Reb Shmuel. His son-in-law was Amarchei Babroisk. And he went to visit the Altar. And he had studied chassidus for some time. He had heard from many of the geniuses in Vilna 
the teachings of the Alter Rebbe. And he had met many people who had impressed him with, with the knowledge of the Alter Rebbe. And that had all convinced him to visit the Alter Rebbe. And, but he wasn't actually, um, he wasn't really um, a chassid yet of the Alter Rebbe. He went to the Alter Rebbe just to learn chassidus, not because he really felt as a follower of the Alter Rebbe. He describes what happened when you would go visit the Alter Rebbe. When you would go visit the Alter Rebbe, the first thing that would happen would, would be was that the Alter Rebbe's brother, Rabbi Huda Leib, he, he, he would first test you in the code of Jewish law. He would set you up, sit down, Rose. He would set you up with a place to stay, and he would give you a, a regimen of Torah study, both in esoteric and exoteric parts of Torah. And then after two or three weeks of study, you will be tested by the Alter Rebbe's uh, brothers, the great geniuses, Rav Mordechai and Rav Mordechai, his main genius was in the Babylonian Talmud. You know that he was your great-great-grandfather, Rav Mordechai, Alter brother, you knew that? Rav Mordechai is Alter Rebbe's brother, he was a great genius in the Babylonian Talmud. And Rav Mordechai, other brother, was a genius in the, in the Jerusalem Talmud and, and Maimonides. Sometimes you got tested by both of them, sometimes you got tested by one of them. So after Baruch Mordechai's visit with these two geniuses, Mordechai and Ramesha, he was shocked because he didn't couldn't imagine such knowledge in Torah. He didn't couldn't imagine that, these, that there could be such knowledge in Torah. So for two weeks, he he had to wait for his first visit to Alter Rebbe. He had many questions in the service of, about the service of Hashem, and the Alter didn't answer any of his questions in the service of Hashem. What? No. Thank you. So he didn't answer any of his questions about the service of Hashem, but the altar instead asked him a question. Altar said, do you have any questions in Gemara? Do you have any questions in the exoteric parts of Torah, the revealed parts of Torah? And what things do you have questions about? Tell me about your questions in Gemara. So Baruch Marachai said, for more than a year, there were two things that bothered him. One was in the Jerusalem Talmud, and what other was in the Rambam. And he couldn't understand it. And he asked, he didn't tell us, I don't think he told us the al but he asked these questions of the Vilna Goyen. And the Vilna Goyen, when he visited the Vilna Goyen, the Vilna Goyen explained to him very clearly the questions that he asked. He explained to him more deeply the questions that he asked, but he had no answer. And so here he presented these questions now to the Alter Rebbe, and the Alter Rebbe gave him a very orderly answer to his questions. In those days, Hasidim had a custom, after visiting the Alter Rebbe, they would dance. For the first three generations of Chabad Hasidis, in the Alter Rebbe, till the time of Tzimach Tzedek, the custom was to dance. See, and they would, the Alter Rebbe's room was called a higher level of Ganeidin. The room outside the Alter Rebbe's room was called a lower level of Ganeidin. And after going to visit the Alter Rebbe, they would go to dance. And he said, when I was in that dance, he said, I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything. I was just so blown away by the wondrous genius of the Alter Rebbe. He said, from the time that I visited the Alter Rebbe the first time until I visited him the second time, three years passed. And for the entire three years, I always had in front of my eyes the picture of the Alter Rebbe his holy voice, 
and the words of Torah and the revealed parts of Torah and Hasidus that rang in my ears. When I came home, I started learning in a more deeper way the teachings of Hasidus with more diligence, and also my learning of Gemara became deeper and with more depth, with, with more, more insight. He said, for those, those few weeks I spent with the three princes, he called the Altarabah's brothers the three princes, that my Sora Mordechai, Altarabah's brother, the way he looks at a Rashi, the way his respect for a Rashi, the way he understands the question and answers of Tesis, his discerning understanding of the way Tesis asks a question and the way Tesis answers a question. When I heard the very um, um, profound explanations of Ramesha on the words of the Rambam and the way he explained a discussion in the Jerusalem Talmud with another discussion in Babylonian Talmud. When I saw the way that the Yehuda laid, the altar of his brother, the way his, his, with the feeling of, of his fiery feeling of, 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 of um, reverence for Hashem, when he would look at and explain the words of the Ramah on the Shulchan Arach, the way he explained the Taz and the Shach on the Shulchan Arach, all this opened up for me a new pipeline and understanding the knowledge of Torah. And I had a real broken heart when I had to leave these three princes of Torah. He said, my brother-in-law, and Mordechai is all saying this whole story. The previous, the previous recounts the story. Mordechai wanted to tell his brother-in-law, Rabbi Shleimai, what the, what the Al-Rebbe had told him about the questions he had asked in the Lagoon. But when he got to his brother-in-law's house, his brother-in-law wasn't there. So a few months passed. His brother-in-law came back. He told him the questions that he had asked and the answers of the Al-Rebbe. And his brother-in-law said, you have to go back to the Vilna Goyen. You have to tell the Vilna Goyen what, the, what, what you heard from the Alter Rebbe. He didn't actually tell his brother-in-law who told us to him. He just told him the answer to the question. And they went to the Vilna Goyen. And as, he, as soon as he started to talk about the questions, the Vilna Goyen interrupted him and summarized again the question that he had asked, and he said, I've, saw, I've thought already several times about the questions you've asked, and I have not found an answer that is satisfactory. So, Mordechai, Baruch Mordechai, shared with the Vilna Goyen the answers to the Alter Rebbe. The Vilna Goyen was wearing this talisman film, that was his custom, always wears talisman film, all day. He stood up, and he said these words, these, this, these answers, could have only been said by the head of the yeshiva in Ganeid. If there is a Torah genius or a tzaddik who has said this, he only knows this by divine prophecy, by divine inspiration. If I would hear this from him, says the Vilna Goyen, if I would hear this from this person directly, I would do as Rabbi Yechanan said about Rabbi Yechanan said about another great Torah genius. In the Talmud, Rabbi Yechanan said, I would carry his clothing to the bathhouse I would be his servant. That's what Vilna Goyen said. If I would hear this directly from him, I would become his servant. Who is this that said these answers? His brother-in-law said to Vilna Goyen, my brother doesn't want to say who said this. The Vilna Goyen looked at him very strongly, didn't say anything. Afterwards, the Baruch Marachai regretted they didn't tell the Vilna Goyen that it was the Alter Rebbe, the leader of the Hasidim, as they called Alter Rebbe at that time. It could be that this would have made the Vilna Goyen soften his stance against the Alter Rebbe and they wouldn't have reached the mistakes that were made 
that the, the, the other Torah giants of the Misnandim made against the Alter But when the Vilna Goyen made a decree to burn the Tanya, although Rabbarach Marach at that time was already known he was part of the camp of the Hasidim, he still would visit the Vilna Goyen very often. And he told Vilna Goyen, I want you to know that the two answers to those questions were told to me by the Alter Rebbe. And I, he reminded Vilna Goyen how the Vilna Goyen said that the Vilna Goyen said how he would be like Rabbi Yechanan, he would be a servant of that Torah genius. So the Vilna Goyen said that he cannot accept the testimony that he's giving because he said you're in a gay Bedavar, which means that you're, you're already, um, in other words, since he is already part of the Hasidic group, so his testimony is not really valid according to the laws of Torah because he's testifying for someone that he has an affinity with. But that's, it just tells you what the Vilna Goyen would have said had he met the Alter Rebbe, just hearing one teaching the Alter Rebbe, that already transformed his view completely. And he said, only a tzaddik could say this with divine inspiration. So I just want to share, the, share this with you this week as we're approaching the uh, Hilula, the Alter Rebbe's Hilula on the 24th of Tavis, and give us some insight to, uh, we don't know how Hashem runs his world, of course. And we don't know why the Alter Rebbe and the Vilgoyen weren't allowed to meet and, and why the opposition had to happen. But certainly, as, as the, the Alter Rebbe taught, is a greater light when it comes from the darkness. And certainly this opposition was only meant to be a challenge that should bring out the even greater light and greater revelation as the new teachings of the Hasidus that were revealed after the Alter Rebbe's imprisonment and release that uh, are part of the words that Mashiach told Baal Shemtev, that Mashiach told Baal Shemtev, when Baal Shemtev asked Mashiach, when are you going to come? So Mashiach told Baal Shemtev, when your teachings will be spread to the outside. So that that actually was fulfilled through the Alter Rebbe's imprisonment and his subsequent release. And so that's part of the reason, perhaps, why the Alter Rebbe and the Vilna could not meet or to produce the greater revelation of Torah as a result of the previous darkness. And I just want to share it this week. Thank you very much.